Hey, dear saints, you're listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword. Sermons from Pastor Kilgo, preached at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We pray that as you hear God's word, you would be strengthened in faith and love and rejoice in the joy of the Lord's promises and kindness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, if you've watched The Passion of Christ by Mel Gibson, you are familiar in the way in which we normally react to our Lord's suffering and death. There's certainly a variety of emotions and reactions to it, but always sitting there at some level is our reaction of sadness. We look at what is done to our Lord. We behold his suffering, his mocking, and the vitriol with which people treat him, and we are saddened by that. We can see, for example, this vitriol on display in the crown of thorns. If you've ever tried to make a crown of thorns, if you simply just think about it for a bit, you know that it is an unpleasant thing, not just for the wearer, but also for the maker. You have to take these branches, which are covered in spikes, and you have to twist them together with your hands, inflicting violence on yourself just to make the thing. And so when we look at the soldiers making this for our Lord, we see that their hatred of our Lord Jesus is, in fact, so deep that they are willing to injure themselves for the sake of injuring and mocking Jesus. We look at this, And all the other things that happen, his betrayal, his arrest, his beating, the mock trial, the mocking and shame and flogging and crucifixion and abandonment, and we are sad to behold such a sight. And it seems like we should be sorrowful. I would submit to you that we, in fact, should be sorrowful for this but perhaps not for the reasons that we normally are. It is indeed a shameful thing that our Lord suffers. But we should remember, first, that Jesus endures the cross despising its shame. That is, he is not ashamed to suffer such shame. The world, indeed, may intend to bring shame upon our Lord, but he does not receive it as shame, but as a part of his glory. And second, we should remember that the primary shame that our Lord endures is not the mockery of the soldiers or any of these other things, but the taking upon himself of our sin. It is a shameful thing for the Lord of creation who is himself without sin, who is himself incapable of committing any sin, to not only take his sin into our being, but to do so so deeply and so profoundly that he becomes sin for us. As St. Paul teaches us, he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. And so even here, we can see 
that the Lord's shame of taking our sin into himself is, in the end, his glory. Because it's through this that we are made righteous, that we are set at peace with God. Therefore, the Lord directs us not to weep for him, but to weep for ourselves. Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. They will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? We are, dear saints, to be sorrowful, but not for Jesus. He's there of his own accord. He rejoices to go to the cross and to suffer and to die because that means your redemption. We are to be sorrowful for ourselves. First, because we still dwell in a world which, urged on by the devil, hates Jesus and hates Jesus' Christians. And as Jesus reminds us, if they are willing to do this when the wood is green, that is, if they are willing to do this to the Lord himself as he's walking around upon the earth clothed in our flesh, what will happen to us when the Lord is ascended and we await his blessed return? Well, we know the answer to that, both from history and in our own lives. But we are to be sorrowful for ourselves also because we ought to realize that the reason why our Lord suffers such shame and mockery and pain and even death is because of us, because of our sin. Who is it, Lord, that bruised you? Who has sore abused you and caused you all your woe? We all must make confession of sin and dire transgression while you know ways of evil know. I caused your grief and sighing by evils multiplying as countless as the sands. I caused the woes unnumbered with which your soul is cumbered, your sorrows raised by wicked hands. We are the ones that are ultimately responsible for what our Lord Jesus has to go through. We are the ones who broke creation. We are the ones who have broken the bond that God set in place between us and him. We are the ones who have broken the relationship we are created to have with one another. And so we should look at our Lord Jesus and his passion and behold our own sin. And for that, we ought to weep and lament and mourn. But we should also see there, in the Lord's passion and his death, his great love for us. Because Jesus does not go through all of this as simply a series of unfortunate events. Jesus does not happen to stumble into the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. Jesus, in his suffering and his mocking and his beating and his scourging and his suffering and his dying, Jesus, in the shedding of his holy and precious blood, is precisely where he intends to be. No one takes his life from him but he lays it down of his own accord. He has authority to lay it down, and he has authority to take it back up again. It is, dear saints, Jesus' desire to save you. It is his desire to free you from bondage to your sin 
and from the fear of death and from captivity to the devil, and he will do whatever it takes. He will suffer whatever he must to accomplish that. He will endure whatever he must from the hands of sinful men. He will endure whatever he must from the devil. He will endure whatever he must from our sin, and he will endure whatever he must from the grave itself. Because for Jesus, it's worth it. You, dear saints, are worth it. And it is therefore his joy to do this for you. Because Jesus loves you. Your soul in Greece unbounded, your head with thorns surrounded, you died to ransom me. The cross for me enduring, the crown for me securing, you healed my wounds and set me free. Your cords of love, my Savior, bind me to you forever. I am no longer mine. To you I gladly tender all that my life can render, and all I have to you resign. Dear saints, the passion of our Lord Jesus is indeed a sad thing, because it's what it takes for the Lord to redeem us from our sin but it is also the most glorious and beautiful thing because it's what the Lord does to redeem us from our sin. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church, Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week. Please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.